Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. I will do. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Hold you as my king. Glory. Good morning, good morning. Hi, Diana. Good morning, Nisi. Good morning, Kirby. Hey, Tammy. Hey, Patricia. Hey, J Fitness. Hey, Mia Nicole. Hey, Shonda. Hey, Nisi. Good morning, good morning. Hey, Kim Yarley. Hey, Insta. What's up, YouTube? We'll see you a little later. Good morning. Hey, John Elmore. Good morning. Mm. Oh, please. My heart's cry. Good morning. Spreadly waiting. Hey, Yara. Hey, Chala. Good morning. Hey, Paula. Hey, Nay. Boy, mm. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Ramonda. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. Just to see you. Hello, Orlandria, my king. Good morning, good morning. Hey, hey, Miss Joyce Craig. Hey, Kai. Mm. Hey, May. Hey, Berta. Hey, Jeff Reeves. Good morning. Nice and cold, nice and cold, I can imagine, I can imagine. In Minnesota. Hey, Jennifer Finley, good morning. Hey, Michael Thomas, good morning. Thank you, thank you, Sandra Towns. And I see y'all coming in, my goodness. I tell people all the time, we're all over the nation, even in parts of the world. I wanna be where you are. I gotta be where you are. Hey, Andre Pitts, love you. Be where you are. Good morning, Stacy Swinton. I see you. Good morning, Monique. Oh, well, happy birthday. Happy birthday to John Elmore. Happy birthday to one of our own, Tracy Mosley. I don't even know if Tracy is over here. She's 40 today. Hey, Ricky Rainbow. Hey, Stephen T. Robinson, the best preacher that I know. Good morning. Hey, Almisha. Good morning. My God. Wanna be where you are. Bible study was something else, Shannon. <laughs> it was something else. Yeah. I wanna be where you are. Yeah. I gotta be where you are. You better sing that to him. I wanna be where you are. I gotta be where you are, my God. I wanna be where you are. That's it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I wanna be where you are. <laughs> gotta be where you are, my mama. Wanna be where you are, my God. <laughs> Gotta be where you are. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your presence. My God, we thank you for being God. 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 And we thank you for Jesus and we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for being God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, we bless you, praise you, magnify you, and glorify you where you are. <laughs> Gotta be where you are. Yeah. Wanna be where you are. I don't wanna be anywhere else. Gotta be where you are. My God. <laughs> For your glory. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Abs I will do anything. I will do anything for your glory. I will do absolutely anything for your glory. My God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. My God, I thank you. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We th where you are. <laughs> Joy is where you are, yeah. Love is where you are, yeah. My God, wanna be where you are. <laughs> Gotta be where you are, yeah. For your glory, for your glory, I will do absolutely anything. Lord God, we thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get right into the word today. I feel the prompting. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you. You are a sovereign God, a righteous God, a just God, a fair God, a loving God. I thank you, Lord God, and hope today that everyone connected to this devotional can feel and receive your love today. I thank you. Your love abides, abounds around us, is in us. Your love lives within us through the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your love. We thank you for grace. We thank you for brand new mercies. Look, God, we just lift up our children today, Father God. Sometimes we don't even know what our kids are suffering through. We don't know what our kids are dealing with. And so right now we lift up each and every one of our children before you this morning, Lord God. Because we know you are the God that sees all and knows all, Father God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are healing our, their hearts of heaviness, Lord God. That the Holy Spirit is in them right now, even as they sleep, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, you're stirring up the gifts, Lord God. That they have a passion for you. That they have a heart for you. That they thirst, Father God, for righteousness. We thank you, Lord God, for your glory. We thank you, Lord God, for your glory. We thank you for your glory manifesting in their life right now. Even as they sleep, Lord God, we thank you that they are excelling and doing well in school, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. You are de dealing with the tender places in their life. We thank you, Lord God, that they have the mind of Christ, Lord God, and that they desire to do your will, Lord God. Heal their hurts, Lord God. Heal their hurts, Daddy, the hurts that we don't even know that they have, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for lifting up their esteem, Lord God, if it's low, Lord God. And lifting up their countenance, Lord God. Father God, we thank you this morning that we look towards the hill which cometh our help because our help 
cometh from the Lord, Lord God. We do not have to be strong on our own, Lord God. We can trust you. We can trust you. We can trust you, Lord God. We can trust you with our most inner thoughts, Lord God. We can trust you, Lord God. I trust you. I trust you. Even when I don't understand, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Father God, you said you would give us brand new mercies daily. So this morning we need your mercy and we thank you for your grace. We need your mercy, Lord God. We need your mercy, Lord God. We love you, Lord God, according to your loving kindness. You have not failed us. You will never leave us or forsake us, Lord God. Let that be our absolute truth. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord God, resurrecting all the dry and dead places in us. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you for fresh oil this morning. We thank you, Lord God, that the anointing destroys the yokes. My God, I thank you. Teach us, Holy Spirit. Be with us today. Give us ears to hear. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Lord God, let us discern the right words to say. My God, let us discern the right words to say. Let us discern you. Let us discern the right words to say, Father God. Let us not be ruthless or reckless with our words, Lord God. Let us choose to honor you in our words, Father God. Honor you in our words, Lord God. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We honor you in our words, Lord God. We thank you. We choose you above absolutely everything. Let grace and mercy be extended to us daily and let us receive the grace and mercy by faith in Jesus name. I want to read Psalms 91 over you today. <laughs> I want you to understand how much God loves you just through this Psalms and what's articulated in this Psalms, right? So I want you to know that I want you to know this and how much it says those I'm reading the new living translation. It says those or he or she, or I always say Lakeisha who lives in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him for he will rescue you from deadly disease and he will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful, faithful promises are your arms and protection. Do not be afraid of the terror at night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, Father God, give them eyes to see that you are working on their behalf. Give them ears to hear you. If you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in me. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life. And I give them my salvation. In Jesus name. Amen. I just, I need you to know this. And I heard God. I'm not like I heard. God told me to tell you this morning how much he loves you. <laughs> he loves you like God loves you so much 
much. If you didn't know that God loved you, I'm telling you today that I heard God said, just tell them I love them. Just tell them I love them. Just let them know I like I love, I love them. I love them. I love them. And I'm telling you, this is my part, not his part, that he loves you too much to forsake you, that he loves you too much to leave you, that he loves you so much, so much. God loves you. So I, 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 he loves you. I heard him. He said, you just let them know today how much I love them. I love I love them. I love them. They're not too broken for me. They're not too messed up for me. They're not too far gone for me. There's no circumstance or situation. I need them to know today that I love them, 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 that I love them. I heard him say that. And me too. Thank you, God. And me too. God loves you so much. So I hope you receive that today. I hope you receive his love today. I hope you let the fire of God just baptize you today and you receive his love today. Sometimes we forget how much he loves us, right? And we get so busy and we experience so many other things and we just need to simply know that he loves you. And I heard him. He said, you tell my people today that I love, that I love them, that I love them, that I love them, that I love them. My God, you have a God that loves you and he loves you so much that he gave Jesus his only begotten son so that you, you, you would understand the measure of his love over and over again, like that you will understand the measure of this love. Yeah, Debbie, that was big. Debbie, Debbie, I have Instagram and Facebook. Debbie said, Lord, thank you for your patience with me. Thank you for your patience with me. I hope you receive that love today. Sometimes we don't need know how to receive his love because we equate it to man's love, but it is not the same. Like God's love is not the same. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I know it. It's the love that sustained me. It's the love that's kept me going. It's the love that's built me up. It's the love that had, um, that just, just came and snatched me up and wrapped me in his arms and reminded me how worthy I was and how I was chosen and how I was adopted and how I was redeemed and how he can reconcile me. That was the love that swooped in and saved your girl. That's the love that birthed this ministry. That's the love. Even while I teach or preach, it's because of his love. It's for his glory. And I felt the magnitude of his love over and over again. And I hope that you understand and receive his unconditional, unconditional. This is not a love based on whether or not you're good. This is not what this love is. This is not your love that ba that's based on whether or not you're good. It's unconditional. It's not deserving. It's not, it's not, it's not. It's a love that loves you no matter what. And I hope you receive that love today. I hope you receive it by faith. You ain't got to feel it. You just got to receive. Yep. Good. Nisi. you might have to say that to yourself. God loves me. You might have to say that over and over again until you get it. God loves me. God loves me. Like God loves me. 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 My God, God loves me. God loves me. So when it feels like everybody else has forsaken you, know this today that the father that we serve, God loves me. Now, Father God, I anoint these vocal cords. My God, you will not give out on me this morning. My God, I thank you for strengthening my vocal cords. 
in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. So we have been in Ephesians five. And for those of you that are new to the devotional, welcome to coffee and conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, AKA O M J. And I am so happy to serve you this morning. Like I feel like I'm a waitress and I'm bringing you the food to your table. Right. Um, so I am so happy to serve you this morning. Every time I teach it is service. I told my girl just last night, I said, I am so happy to be able to serve God's people. I can't wait. I get so excited about teaching. Like the night before, I'm already excited about teaching the next morning. So I'm so happy to serve you today. I'm your waitress today, right? Um, there's a table prepared for you in the presence of your enemy. And God is going to serve up a word to you today so that you can walk in the fullness of who called you called God called you to be so that you lack nothing. Nothing is left behind. And this study in Ephesians has been so good for us. It's been growing us in grace. It's been maturing us in the things of Christ. It hasn't all been easy to digest, but it's been good for us. So you got to eat your vegetables too, right? You got to eat your vegetables. You got to eat your vegetables as well. You got to, you got to eat them as well. And so we've been getting those and we've been getting, we've been getting the service. So I'm serving you today. So let's get back in Ephesians today. And we've been talking about being filled with the spirit. And yesterday we talked about leaning, not, not leaning. Good. Kai, Kai said she hungry. Good. Um, not leaning on things that if you didn't see yesterday's devotional, you need to go back and get it. God was so powerful, not leaning or becoming dependent upon things other than God, other than the Holy spirit, you need the Holy spirit. And if you have not baptized and received the Holy spirit, it's so simple because you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and savior. You, you can already receive the Holy spirit. You just need to say, you know what? I receive you. My pillow's acting funny. I receive you, Holy Spirit, and receive it today. Receive the Holy Spirit today so that you can have the wisdom you need, so that you can have the knowledge you need, so that you, there we go, so that you can have the understanding that you need. Receive, like receive the Holy Spirit today, right? And so we talked about not being drunk. And even though the scripture talked about being drunk on wine, we talked about other things that we could be drunk or dependent upon. And so we let go of our codependency and we ask for the Holy Spirit to come in, right? We ask for the Holy Spirit to come in and it's a constant feeling and it constantly works in us. So we are understanding that we are filled with the spirit. So this next part, part of the scripture is Ephesians 5, 19 through 20. And I titled today's devotional, let the words of my mouth, <laughs> like let the words of my mouth, let the words of my mouth speak for you. Let the words of my mouth glorify you. Let the words of my mouth reflect you. Right. And as I was meditating this morning, I typically wake up somewhere. It depends. Like last night I had Bible study this morning. I slept good last night. This morning when I woke up, it was at 3 a.m. And as I was up, I was meditating and I was thinking about stewardship in relationship to God's people and how if we don't understand, we are supposed to steward. We are supposed to be good stewards where God's people are concerned. We will not be careful with the words that come out our mouth. We will not. We will be anxious. Um, we will not be slow to speak and quick to listen. Come on, Holy Spirit. I feel you coming in. Come on in and teach this thing. Come on in and teach this thing. Um, we will not have a spirit filled life that is marked by worship and gratitude. Have any of you found 
found yourself complaining too much lately? And if you found yourself complaining, complaining about what you don't have, complaining about your house, complaining about people, complaining about your kids, that's a mark of the enemy because the mark of a person that's spirit filled or a mark that's of a person that's full of the Holy ghost. It is marked by worship and gratitude. It is marked by worship and gratitude. See, you ain't got time to complain. You ain't got time to have loose words. You don't have time for absolutely any of that because you know how good the God is you serve. You know how loving the God is you serve. You know how amazing the God is you serve. And even if it, it's your kids that get on your nerves, you know what it took for you to get those kids, right? You know, know the labor, you know about the miscarriages, you know about all the times that you wish you pregnant. See, complaining will set you in a trajectory um, into a place in which you will never think you'll think that God hasn't done anything for you. That's the assignment of the enemy. If you complain about not having enough, there's somebody that wish they had more. If you're complaining about your car, if you're complaining about your house, I'm just telling you, there's somebody somewhere that wish last night when I, uh, my God, I had to stop and get gas um, after Bible study. And when we do feed the streets, um, there are several of them that I have taken on personally. And there was a young man standing out there and I know he's on drugs. I know that I'm not foolish to not know he's on drugs, but he's only 31 years old. And for me, 31 years old is so young. My son is 27, 31 is still a baby. And he was standing out there and I'm getting gas. And he said, I said, I ain't seen you in a minute. And he said, I haven't seen, I don't know why I'm telling this story, but I need to tell it. I haven't seen you in a minute. He said, I haven't seen you either. And I said, well, we'll be back out here feeding March 7th. And he said, okay. And I gave him some money and I said, you need to go get you some food. And I said, you don't look well. I said that to him. I said, you don't look well. And I, as I got back in my car and even as I'm telling you this, I started thinking about like anything that I have been ungrateful for. He was sitting out there. He had a coat on. It was windy. It was cold. Like his lips was chapped. He just did not have enough. He was not that emaciated the last time I saw him. And this time I saw him, he's more emaciated. He looks sick. And I told him, I said, I don't, you don't like, you don't look well. And, and it bothered me and I got, and I thanked God. I thanked God. I thanked God. And I said to God, I said, I thank you for my building downtown so that I can serve your people. Thank you for my building downtown. I won't even complain about what I can't do, right? I'm going to thank you for my building downtown so that I can serve your people the way that you want them to be served. And so we have to be mindful of everything. When we get into the habit of complaining about things that we don't have, there is somebody in worse situation. And so when I drove home, the image of him is in my head. When I'm up this morning now talking to you, the image of him is in my head. The image is burned on the inside of me. And I'm just like, we have absolutely nothing that we really should be complaining about. Yes. Yes. Yara, it could be us. It could be us. Something could flip your whole situation around. And so we need to watch. We need to watch while we're complaining because the enemy will try to pull us into a place in which, um, we, we start complaining about absolutely everything. So we got to be mindful. So Ephesians five nineteen and 20, the Holy spirit is going to 
to talk to us this morning about how we're supposed to talk to each other. Um, a spirit filled life is marked by worship and gratitude. So Ephesians 5, 19 and 20 says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? So speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. When we are filled with the spirit, we have a desire to worship God and to encourage others in their worship of God. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, there is a connection to the Holy Spirit and praise is significant, like praise is significant. And so those who are filled with the Holy Spirit will naturally praise. They will naturally praise and they will praise in a way that's filled with the Holy Spirit. And so when I, I, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we bubble over with goodness. We bubble over with how we talk to people. We are very cautious in our language. And it's not us trying to be cautious. It's because we're so full of the Holy Spirit. That's what comes out. And so we are in a constant worship of God and worship of God isn't just glory, glory, hallelujah. Worship of God is obeying him, even in our words and what we release out of our mouth for God has given us instructions in how we are supposed to speak to each other, how we are supposed to uplift each other, how we are supposed to, um, glorify each other, how we are supposed to glorify God. So another scripture tells us we are to do everything without murmuring or complaining. Like we are to do everything without murmuring or complaining. And so if we go back and think about our conversation yesterday, did you encourage someone in praise towards God? Like, did you, were your words, were, were your words full of spirit filled praise, right? What words full of praise, words full of spirit filled speaking to one another in Psalms and hymns, because when we're so full of the Lord, then our words towards others become different. Like our words towards others become different though. The words, the words we use become different, right? Yeah, that's good. We bubble over. It spews up out of us. We don't even have time to come complain about things because we look at things differently because we know what the word has already said to us about circumstances or situations. And so if I'm dealing with a person, right, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. So I need to tell you a story. I'm going to use Judah this morning. Um, I always like to help you make it plain. Judah was dealing with a situation with a teacher and their personalities clash. And Judah has a very strong personality. Judah will lead, lead. He will lead. He will lead. And I know he will lead. But I always have to admonish Judah that he will lead within the same, within the right time. And so Judah and this teacher, their personalities clash all the time. And I've been trying to get him because he's been in trouble for, it. he's been sent to the principal's office. Um, he's, he's not been kind. Um, I, and there's just been this issue between them. And I've said to him, I, I said to him, I said, even if she's wrong, right? Even if she's wrong, mommy has taught you how to talk to people, even if they're wrong. And I said, so even if she's wrong and she says something to you, that's wrong. Bless her anyway. Like bless her out your mouth anyway. Just 
thank God for her. I said, because if you thank God for her, if you put yourself, thank you, Holy Spirit, in a position to thank God for her, then you won't use wrong words towards her. And that's how I took this scripture. I said, Lord, how do I keep a melody in my heart towards you? How do I speak to others in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing melody and making melody in my heart, even when somebody is attacking me or even when some somebody is doing wrong? And so I told him, I said, you need to bless her out your mouth. You need to in the middle of it, her doing whatever. And so he, one day she was doing something. And I think he said to me, I said, do you know how much God loves you? <laughs> he just told her that he said, God, God loves you. And she hasn't been wrong in this situation. He said, God loves you. And he just paused. He says, God loves you. Do you know how much God loves you? Right. Do you know how much God loves you? And he, we begin to pray for her and we've been praying for her daily. And I told him, I said, if you ever get to the place and I'm giving this to you too, in which um, you feel like you can't control your words, raise your hand. Cause he's at a private school. He can ask her to step outside the classroom and go pray. And so the other day he came back and he said to me, he said, mommy, um, instead of getting frustrated with her, I stepped outside the classroom and I prayed and I asked God to give me compassion for her or something. I don't like making things up of something, but I told him, I said, instead of getting at her, bless her out your mouth, right? Bless her out your mouth. If I'm speaking to one another in Psalms, if I'm full of the Holy Spirit, even how I get back at you matters to God. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you, there's a connection that's filled with Holy Spirit and praying. Even if I'm being pulled into a direction that doesn't look like God, even if someone is getting at me, even if someone is picking at me, there's a way that I am supposed to respond and answer. So if I'm speaking to one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in my heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God, the father, in the name, Lord of Jesus Christ, it's hard for me to be saying anything else. It's hard for me to be able to say anything else. It's hard for me to get at anybody any kind of other way because I'm speaking to them in Psalms. I'm speaking to them and, 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 um, words. I'm not speaking careless words. I'm speaking words that are going to infuse and change the trajectory of the relationship. And so even though Paul was saying this at this particular time and talking about praise and worship, I definitely know we can carry this scripture and take it forward and say, I got to be more careful about the words that come out of my mouth, because if I'm not careful about the words that come out of my mouth, then I'm just going to add fire to the flame in any circumstance, any situation and any relationship. And if we see the other scripture that says, do everything, without murmuring and complaining. It doesn't say you get any time or partial time in which, and so the, the, the words of are broken down in the Bible. Words, words are encouraging. Words are supposed to be healing. Words are supposed to be wise. That that's all that's really supposed to come out of our mouth. Wise words, encouraging words, words that heal. And that's hard for us, right? Because most of us have been brought up to use words so carelessly and so loosely. That's why James said, Hey, it's hard to tame this tongue. It's hard to tame this tongue, but we can tame the tongue by renewing our minds with the words. If I, if I'm thinking 
If I'm saying, if I'm brought up into a space that says I'm supposed to speak to people in psalms and hymns, even if I have to confront someone about something, they should still be confronted in a way that's gentle. They should still be confronted in a way that honors God and that God can get the glory out of the situation. I, my mouth was my, my most lethal weapon. <laughs> it was my most lethal weapon. My husband, you say you can cut somebody with that tongue and you don't even cuss. Like you have a way of thinking. My mouth was my lethal. I spent a year and a half reading scriptures and I still say, let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. I spent a year and a half focusing on the words of my mouth so that God could get the glory out of my mouth. Like, so God, so if I'm supposed to speak in Psalms and hymns, that's how I'm supposed to talk to you. Even in a position that I'm dealing with conflict in you, I've got to learn how to deal with you in love, right? Um, I got it. We got to remember Proverbs 18 and 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So if I'm not speaking in Psalms and love, and I know we have difficult situations, we're going to have situations that are difficult. We're going to have situations that are overwhelming. We're going to have situations that are going to push us into the pace. But how does God get the glory out of my conversations? How does God get the glory out of what I'm saying to others? We've been way too loose with our words for way too long. And we justify, we justify if someone has hurt us. We justify if uh, someone has done us wrong. We're keeping records of wrong. And when we keep records of wrong, our words are the retaliation that we use in hopes that our words, words will penetrate and hurt the other person. Be honest with yourself. You know that you've said some things on purpose, intentionally to hurt another person with their your mouth because they've hurt you. Well, it's because you've built up a record against them and you haven't forgiven them and you have forgotten really, really, really what happens. And so even if someone is acting contrary, and that's what I told Judah, I said, you're, even if your teacher is acting contrary, cause he said, mom, she said some smart, sarcastic stuff. I said, even if she is on acting contrary, I need you to start seeing her the way that God sees her because she is still God's child. And I need you to, I need you to get compassion for her. We don't know why she acts like that. I don't know why your teacher is that way. I'm not making excuses for her, but the, 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 thing on your end is that you treat her right regardless of how she treats you. It does not matter how she treats you. Your response in this situation, your responsibility is for Judah only. It's for Judah only. And so we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do this. Psalms 1914, let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, you are my rock and my redeemer. Well, he's already told us that his words are acceptable. They're going to be encouraging, right? They're going to honor him, Lord. They're going to be, they're not going to be bitter. They're going to be sweet, right? They're going to be sweet. And so we need to, I'm going to give you some scripture on words that how to use your words when you're dealing with situations that um, look like psalms and hymns, because we're not walking around singing glory, glory, glory to each other, right? How do we encourage each other in prayers? How do we encourage friends out of funks? Like when we have friends who get in funks, how do we encourage them? I'm going to give you some scriptures on how you can glorify God's in your work, your words, because if you take this wisdom in the scripture of how to talk to people, you'll begin to navigate in your relationships. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and they were upset at my 
my response. They did not like how, what I was saying to them. And they said to me, well, I feel like you taking up for the other person. And I said to them, I am for what's right, but here's what I will not do. You will not pull me in strife. I do not get into strife and I do not, I do not argue. I will not argue with you. So if you're looking for an argument and if you're looking to pull me in the strife, you're having a conversation with the wrong person. You might want to go talk to somebody else. I don't have time. Now, if you want to dialogue about this situation so we can grow from this situation, I'll do it. But what I'm not going to do is get into no argument with you. I got too many other things to do than to sit and argue or to be frustrated. But I've had to learn to do this because this wasn't my story. This is because I submitted the word, my mouth to the word of God, which we know out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth speaks. So this is the truth. If we're having a hard time speaking to other in Psalms and in joy and in love and in gratitude and healing words it's because that's not in our heart. It's because we're not, we're not full enough of the Holy Spirit, because if we were full enough of the Holy Spirit, then how we address people, even in the most conflicting of times would change. Like I'm just being honest. It went. And so if it's coming out of our mouth, it's coming from our heart. It's coming from our heart. It's words that are coming from our heart. That's where it's coming from. Anytime you're brash, anytime you're rash, anytime you ugly in your conversation, anytime you feel the need to clap back, right? Anytime you feel the need of all of that, that's coming from your heart and you may feel justified in it, but I'm just telling you, you'll make the situation worse. So we cannot, so we got to speak words of encouragement. We got to speak healing words, right? Those are the words even, and I know some of y'all are like, well, what if the person is actually what, what I feel? They may be very well, like they may very well be trifling. They may very well be dishonest. They may very well be whatever, but your words have the power to heal them, right? So even if they are that, what you pray and what you say determines what goes next. You don't understand how powerful your prayers are, especially over your marriage and especially over your children. You are an intercessor. Your words are powerful. So we got to understand that our words have to be encouraging and our words have to be healing. Proverbs 12 and 18 says there is one whose rash words are like swords <sighs> thrust, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So even if I'm dealing with someone and they're dysfunctional and they're all ugly and they're mean and all that other stuff. My words, my words, my words, my words have the process, the, the, the ability to bring healing, the words that I speak, the Psalms, the melodies, the, the words that I speak over the situation has the process to bring healing to the situation. So if one of my sons is acting up, I don't identify their issues. I'm not pointing out you, you know, you lazy, you, whatever you boom, 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 boom. I talk in terms of you need to improve in this area. Here's where you're good. You're so good here, but you need to improve because saying improvement Using the word improve brings healing to the situation, makes them more, more aware of, to the situation. And if you didn't know by now, I'm just telling you this. I'm just telling you this. If you didn't know by now, especially in dealing with men, folks, their egos, their toots, they're tender and they're sensitive. Their egos cannot be bruised. So you got to use the word. Your words bring healing Two, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. 
Proverbs 15 and one. If someone is getting at you, arguing, cussing you out, if you turn to the same kind of whatever and you use the same kind of whatever, guess what? You're stirring up anger and the fight is just going to continue. The Bible didn't say there's nothing wrong with getting anger. Angry is when your anger turns to sin. It's when your anger starts cussing somebody out. It's when your anger, nothing is nothing about getting angry. I get angry. It's just how I choose to respond to the anger. Like, and I just go quiet because I've learned by now it's better for me to get quiet to say than to say anything else. So a soft answer. Um, and we're talking about words that don't speak hard words, words of peace, words of truth, right? Um, two of the most powerful, simple words are I'm sorry, right? And you can use those words if you want peace. I'm sorry. Even if you don't really understand what's going down, if somebody's getting at you, I'm, I'm sorry that I offended you. I'm sorry that I felt that way. I have had to eat some things lately with people, even though I didn't feel like I was in the wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry is a small price to pay for peace. Well, when we can't use soothing words, it's because of pride. Pride is the only thing that keeps us from using words of encouragement, words of healing, words of truth. Pride is our issue. It's 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 pride. It's pride. Listen, it says if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. That is so powerful. That is first Peter three eleven. <laughs> that is first Peter three eleven. If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from turning lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace. Look for peace. Find peace. Work on peace. Right? Those are words. Uh, another, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. If the word is spoken right, it's going to, it's going to change the situation. It's going to change the situation. If the words are given at the right time, it will change the situation. Sometimes we don't give words at the right time. Sometimes we need to be quiet and give words later. Right. But a word fitly spoken is like apples. Now from a wise mind, comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. You can persuade. Can I, I want to do a whole marriage class just for the ladies. Like I want to give you the tea. I want to give you the business. I want to do a whole marriage class just for the ladies of how to win your husband's heart over through prayer, through how you speak, how you treat him and what you say. And it's not manipulation and witchcraft. Like I want to show you how to get your way, but not get your way. I'm just saying like, there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it for you to win your husband's heart. And a lot of it has to do with your speech and what you say. Like it has a lot to, a lot to do with your speaking, what you say. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouth of fools pour out folly, right? The tongue of the wise commend knowledge, right? But the wealth, you got to know that that's Proverbs 15 and 12. This is one of my favorite. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. And so when we are full of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit triggers us, triggers in us. 
And that's what, what Paul is saying here. When you're full of the Holy spirit, then you're going to speak differently. You're going to act differently. You're going to encourage differently. You're not going to complain because the Holy spirit is bubbling up in you. And it's going to give you the words to say the Holy spirit leads you guides your conversation, guides your day, right? Our speech should be wholesome. Ooh, this ought to be your scripture for the rest of your life. Our speech should be wholesome adding value, not bringing down whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. That's Proverbs 17 and nine. There have been times I'm just being honest that, that I've had to grow up and not repeat what someone said or did to me so that I didn't cause further out offense because it wasn't going to help the situation at all. And I'm still working on this one. I'm still growing in this, but our speech should be wholesome, adding value, not bringing down whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friend. Um, a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 15 and four, my God, my God. So read that a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness and it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 15 and four, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of his evil tre treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's Luke 6, 45, right? Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. That's Proverbs 21, 23, right? Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to, ought to answer each person, okay? Right? Don't speak hurtful words even when you feel like you are justified, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Romans 12, 14. That's what I was telling Judah. Bless your teacher, right? Um, I have um, somebody that did something re recently to me and I resolved in my head and it took me a second. I ain't perfect at it. Like I had to fight. I resolved in my head. No matter how bad they hurt me, I was not going to hurt them. I had to come to that resolve because the enemy was trying to get me to get back at them. And I said, no, no matter how bad they hurt me, my resolve is I'm not going to hurt them. It says, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. So I begin to pray for them. That is one of the quickest ways that you can bless a person. I just begin to pray for them. And when you're praying for somebody, it's really hard to mistreat someone you're praying for. Let me give you a few more verses and we're going to get out of here for by your words, will you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. That's Matthew 12 and 37. And actually that scripture says on the day of judgment, you've got to give account for every word you've said. I'm going to drink a little bit <laughs> on the day of judgment. You have got to give an account of every word that you said. And I have just been mindful. And that is where God taught me about stewarding over our people. I dropped a post today. You cannot love God. And I hope you shared that post. You cannot love God. Like you cannot 
love God and mistreat people. You cannot, you do not love God like you say you do. If you mistreat people, you cannot because loving God at the capacity that you're supposed to love God will cause you to treat people right. Even when they're doing wrong, I promise you, I had to learn this lesson. I thought I loved God, but I did not love him to the capacity that I thought I still had pride and other things interfering because I wasn't loving people how he loved me. And that is a sign that you're off kilter when you can mistreat people. Like when I see people do certain things or I've had people do certain things to me and I'm talking about like they can be in the gospel. When I've had people I know that have talked about me, when I've done things like that myself, I'm talking about myself, then I know the issue is a love walk, but you cannot love God and be mean and be callous and be ugly and or mistreat people or dog people out. You cannot love God and mistreat people. It does not go together. You do not love God like that. Because if you loved God like that, then the Holy Spirit will speak to you and he won't let you mistreat people. It, he will not. He will not. And when I found myself in that place, what I begin to pray is ask God, give me more compassion for this person. Because when we are, when we don't understand why someone is the way that they are, we don't have enough compassion. We've forgotten that we used to be messed up. We've forgotten how much love God, God loves us, but you cannot. It's a sign. So I don't, cause I know we wrestle against, wrestle against principalities. I don't hold people hostage to their mistakes. And one of the reasons I've learned not to is because their dealing, their issue is with God. It's not me. <laughs> Like their issue is with God. It's not me. Their issue is their problem is with God. It's not me. And if they are not loving or they don't love God the way that they supposed to, then they're not going to know how to, they're not going to know how to love me. They're not going to know how to love me the way that they need to love me. They're just not going to know how to do it. So I'm just telling you something. You cannot, you cannot love God and love. I mean, you cannot mistreat people and love God. They don't, they don't go together. They, they don't, they do not. Um, you got to be very careful and intentional about the words we say and not speak carelessly. That's what I told you. You never underestimate the power of your tongue. James three and five in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can get a forest on fire, right? And there's last two scriptures, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. That's Colossians 3 and 8. And then whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense. My God, whoever belittles his neighbor lacks <laughs> sense, right? Whoever belittles, I'm going to say this one more time. Whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding or a woman of understanding remains silent. Oh, wait, hold on. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips come to ruin. That's Proverbs 13 and three. If one gives an answer before he hears it is his folly and shame. You got to be Proverbs 8 and 13. And then do you see a man who is hasty in his words? The more there is more hope for a fool than for him. Proverbs 29 and 20. So you got to you got to watch that. And even if you're talking too much, sometimes we just talk too much. Um, that's a whole nother issue. Proverbs 10 and 19 says talking too much leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> 
be, be sensible. Let others praise you and not your own mouth. And I'm telling you, the mouth was a fight for me. The mouth was a fight. It's still a fight, right? It's still a fight. But being full of the Holy Spirit has helped me. And so even in times when I feel like I want to go into the direction, a Holy Spirit shush, shush, shush. And, and one of the things that I use is my mouth is built for building and not destroying. My mouth is built. And so a lot of times people will think you're weird when you talk this way because you're encouraging, because you're loving. And they're like, you know, why are you so encouraging and loving? Well, the word tells me I'm supposed to talk to you like this. Like, I, and I love you. I love God and I love people. And if I love you, I'm supposed to talk to you like this. And, and because we don't have people that have often that often talk to us like this, then we think people who do talk like this are weird and strange. But in our, our, our actuality, yeah. And people ask me, are you always in a good mood? Probably 99% of the time. I am. I'm just going to be honest. I'm most likely in a good mood. Doesn't mean I don't get angry, upset, or not hurt. I feel all of those things. But I don't let those alter my mood towards you. And when I have, it's because I'm in a very selfish space. And it means I just need to say, stay off to myself, right? And so if I, yeah, that's good. Pause, ponder, pray, pause, think about it and pray. Is this conversation necessary? Um, do I need to say this right now? That's good. We learned that with our other book, pause, ponder, and pray on it. Pause before you say something, pause, ask, is it even necessary for me to say something, right? Think about what you're about to say and then pray and ask God, even if this is something you need to say, your mouth is built for building, not destroying. I'm supposed to build you up with my words. I'm so That's why I don't preach. That's why I don't preach ugly. That's why I don't, yo, you sin. You know, you sin. I'm going to walk you to your sin. I can't preach like that. God won't let me preach. I believe in hell. I'm going to teach you about hell. I'm going to teach about your sins, but I can't preach to you ugly. I can't preach condemning to you because God has told me I need to build you up with my words. Even if you're doing something, you ain't got no, no business, right? Like girl, your slip show, right? But I may have just said a mouthful and you got to take that even in correcting your children, even in dealing with tough spots in your marriage, how you say what you say, what you do is so important because you are to build with your mouth and not destroy. Let's pray and get out of here, right? For the word of God. And can I tell you something? The word of God is living and active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. If the word of God is in place and you're using the word of God in a situation, then guess what? The word of God will pierce the division. The word of God will deal with the circumstance. The word of God will deal with the situation. The word of God is what's going to change the situation. It's going to pierce it. It's going to grow the person up. It's going to allow, it's not you shooting venom from your mouth. It's the word of God that's sharper than two, any, any two edged sword, not your clap back and not your get back. I hope that helped you today. Oh, it helped me. I'm like, my God. And so if we are going to steward over God's people and we're going to be in the glory, because we've been talking about carrying the glory. If we're going to carry the glory to God's people, then it's got to be in our words. It's got to be in what we post. It's got to be in how we act. It's got to be how we treat people. If we're going to really be um, glory carriers everywhere, then we got to make sure that the glory is carried in the words that we speak. I had to fight this. You got to fight this. You got to fight this. If you want this, your word, 
Your, your word, your mouth is used for building and not destroying, right? I love you house so much. I love you. 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 I love, yeah, you got to remember it in the Atlanta traffic. You can't be cussing people out in your car. I, I, you can't, you can't be, you gotta be, just turn around and say, bless you, <laughs> bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. That's my favorite thing. Bless the, bless they heart. Bless you, bless you, baby. Bless you. And I'm still growing in this. Like I got some, some soft spots, some tender spots in which I still need to grow. So let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for quickening us in your word today, Lord God, so that our words would exemplify you, Father God. Let our words be soothing like honey, Lord God. Let our words be soothing like honey. Let us trust you, Lord God. Let us become anchored in your word. Let us choose life and not death. Let the words of our mouth and meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. Let us be careful and cautious in everything we say, Lord God, being better stewards over your people, carrying the glory in our words, making a choice and a decision that we honor and build and not destroy, speaking to each other in Psalms and encouraging, worshiping you, encouraging a better relationship in you, in Jesus' name, amen. The Holy Spirit just said to me that when we choose words that edify and glorify God, right? Then we're glorifying God. We're carrying the glory. We're letting someone see the evidence of the glory in our words. That's what's going to draw someone closer to Christ. Yes. God, that's what's going to draw someone closer to Christ. So if someone is seeing our words look like and, and measure and seem like God, they're going to be more drawn closer to Christ by the things we're saying, the things that we're doing. Hey, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, let me, let me introduce you to my Jesus. You're looking at somebody that was a hot mess. You're looking at somebody who had no control over their tongues. You're looking at somebody who would say absolutely anything to anybody who did not care how it hurt them, who did not care if it destroyed my family, who did not care if it destroyed the relationship. You're looking at this girl. And then Jesus stepped in and took over my life and he began to renew my words and he began to renew my actions. And I began to grow in Christ. And I want to introduce you to him. All you got to do, I want you to accept him as Lord and Savior. All you got to do is Hey, look, accept him, acknowledge I've been a sinner. I've been a sinner, right? And then accept him as Lord and Savior in your life. Lord, I'm inviting you in to be Lord and Savior in my life. And then ask the Holy Spirit to come in, receive the Holy Spirit by faith, and then let me disciple you. I love you so much, but more than anything, your God loves you. He loves you enough that he sent this little girl on assignment. I will see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Now do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let someone experience the love of God through you and you can demonstrate it really, really easy, really, really simple. Through Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.